Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to The Season Keepers, the show where the only two people we recommend keeping for the season is us. My name's Matt, aka Clean Sheet Wipeout. My name's James, aka SK James FPL. Happy New Year, folks. We're back. We are indeed. It's good It's good to be back. and um, It's been a while. So yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster um, these last few games. And Sky, we've had some good transfers. We've had some bad transfers. We've had some really bad That's transfers. Really bad transfers, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get stuck into them. Yeah, I think um, you're probably going to get what you're expecting, guys. But, you know, obviously pre-Christmas for the Sky Pods that we were doing, James was very happy. I was very angry. I think it's going to be very much the same, and you'll find out later why. <laughs> but first things first, James. Uh, New Year's Day, and it was um, at the Emirates Stadium that we had Arsenal 1, Manchester City 2. Yes, we did. I think I captain Cancelo in both teams. Yeah, likewise. But actually, no, that's a lie. One team. Team 2, I captain Antonio in the other one. Um, but yeah, they're very decent performance from Arsenal and we're kind of punished by arguably some would say the referee and obviously Gabriel. Yeah. Sort of moment of stupidity, um, stupid second yellow. Very soon. Just makes things so much harder for them when they were playing so well. They had to obviously take off I can't remember who they took off. Um Odegaard, I think. Yeah. Sixty third minute they um, took off Odegaard, brought on holding. Yeah, to sort of have have the defender again. Um you know, they, they need to play very well, but Man City, yeah, just punish them. Rodri, uh, who probably a lot of people, me included, had taken out of their team because of COVID. Yeah. He's now obviously back in and he's he's even scoring, which is a bit of a rarity for him. Yeah, I mean, see, we, we both spoke previously about holding transfers and stuff. And I think there might be some, there probably are definitely some people out there that have held Rodri, but... The moves were there to make um, in terms of fixture games, obviously, when we found out he had COVID. And it's unfortunate because, yeah, he's come away with a goal. He's got passing tier two. Um, I think he played very well and obviously scored the winner, which isn't what you would expect. Defensively, City, as you'd you'd expect there, obviously picking up passing tier two for both Laporte and Diaz. I think they've become key in that back line for, uh, for City in post-overhaul. I, I may well consider going for both of them. Stone seems to be out of it. Obviously, he's not in the squad at the moment. I think he was isolating. But Laporte just seems to have it, have the shirt at the moment, and he's so well-trusted by Guardiola. You say you're thinking of going for both of them. Does that mean you'd have the triple-up of Cancelo as well, or would you not have Cancelo? Potentially. Uh, it, it all depends on the, the fixtures, because obviously, post-overhaul, I'm not going to go Chelsea at all, because they've got the um, Club World Cup. So they missed the first two games. So the opportunity might be there to really load up. And I think big at the back could be key post-overhaul, in my opinion. We'll do a probably an overhaul pod special anyway. But yeah, I think just looking at where the points are and the more the later you get into the season, I think the more tense games become. Um, and I think we could potentially see some more clean sheets and particularly you know, City are, are looking to, to clinch the title there and may well be fighting on other fronts. I think games could be quite tight. And therefore, the likes of Laporte and DS, you could regularly see 10 pointers. Whereas for midfielders, you're probably looking at at least one, maybe two attacking returns to match them. Yeah, and it's the rotation. I think the midfielders get rotated a lot more at Man City than yeah. the defenders. Like it's harder to sort of 
pick Amaras and have him play three games than yep. it is Diaz. Diaz, like they they hardly get rotated. Agreed, yeah. And, and in my current position in Sky, which we'll touch on later, I think I'm going to have to make some bold calls at overhaul to try and make up some points, um, which is another thing that's is quite heavy on my mind. But yeah, I think for now, stick with what we've got. We might see the the fixtures develop. I think there might be some doubles coming up, and obviously that, that could potentially develop some some single game days. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll review that at the end. Uh, second game then of the day, in a game in which a few people probably brought in the likes of Son, Kane for, it was Watford nil, Spurs won. Yep, and the unlikely goal scorer of Davinson Sanchez. Yep. Um, very good pick if anyone's on him. Obviously the clean sheet, the tears, the goal. Um, obviously that man Hoiberg, who I no longer own, but he's still doing the business. He's got passing tier two and shot tier as well, which is uh, not 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 the normal norm for him. But no. he has he has even scored a couple this season, so yeah. always a decent pick. Um, yeah, Son seems to be the best sort of Spurs asset at the moment. In yeah, terms of with regards to Hoiberg, I think. The whole COVID situation has really fucked us both over. because, And I mean, it has a lot of people. But we would have very likely held Hoiberg all the way through to overhaul and had Spurs... Oh, not... yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and obviously missing those two games in a row, we thought, well, we, we, you have to move him on. And we we did, but we haven't found a way to go back to him. And as you rightly suggested at the very beginning of the season, and I eventually jumped on, Hoiberg continues to pick up points in sky and he's, he's a very good midfield asset he is yeah he, he just racks up those tiers sort of pretty much every game um kane will be a little bit disappointed i imagine people brought him in and captained him for this game and to not come away with a goal is going to be obviously disappointing yeah um especially when probably the other alternatives antonio say delivered yeah definitely and on the other side, obviously, Watford. Um, big news for them was the fact that Dennis hasn't gone to the African Cup of Nations. Um, th- th- shut up. <laughs> there's, there's all sorts of talk about, you know, whether the club have held him there or whether he's not wanted to go. But I think it does sound like it was Dennis's decision from a thread that I read, um, which seems to be very well written by someone that understands what's really been going on between Dennis and the international kind of scene. Um, so he stuck around. Obviously, hold off at half time in this game. Not really what Dennis owners wanted to see, but it does mean that he's probably or he will be around for um, that single uh, Watford Norwich on Friday the twenty first. Now that could still move depending on FA Cup results, because I think if either one of those clubs draw their FA Cup game, that game would have to move because they'd have to do the replay during that week or the, the game days before, which means they couldn't play on the Friday. So it's worth keeping an eye on. But obviously with all these fixtures, at the moment it's a single and it's one that I don't have coverage for on my main team. Um, I'm hoping we get some double game week news to maybe find a point to jump on to someone like Dennis. But yeah, for now, I'm a bit worried that I don't own him. Yeah, I, th- I think like it, it, his price point though, as someone that does own him, it is a bit of, a bit of a pain in the ass. Like if you were to then want to move off of him again, mm. so I don't know. Like he, he has he has played very well, but I feel like you could 
maybe not get punished by not going for him. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's a risk. With it being a single, I think... What's Dennis's ownership in this Is this game? I'll, I'll quickly check it now. I know we're live on the pod, but it's worth checking. His ownership at the moment is 27.5% in the top 1K. So if he, quite a bit. Yeah, so if he <laughs> does get a big hole, then yeah, it, it could really hurt. But I'm not planning for it properly at the moment because, like I just said, that the fixtures could still change and we're, we're in a bit of flux at the moment. Very true. And then the uh, the third game on New Year's Day is a game in which you've already mentioned that I think it was in your team two you uh, you took the punt and you captain Michael Antonio and um, paid off. It was Crystal Palace two West Ham three. Yeah, very happy with the return in team one, which is my sort of, like worse performing team. Um, Antonio obviously yes got the goal and shot tier. Lanzini obviously had a great game, but no one really owns him. Nah. Um, Bowen obviously heavily owned in the community. Shame he didn't get that silly assist that was given in FPL. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't those, give those. No, they don't. There's a good reason. <laughs> um, for that. Yeah, um, which I guess fair enough. Um, but yeah, Palace came back into the game, and what's very noticeable is the lack of passes in terms of passing tier for West Ham and the yeah. sheer volume of passes for the centre-backs at Crystal Palace. Yeah, th- this is... 97 because... for Anderson and 85 for Gwehi. It's a real common theme. Like, Anderson and Gwehi. Yeah, it's Mark Gwehi, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, I don't know how to say his name. I think it's, I think it's Gwehi, Gwehi. I've been saying Gwehi. <laughs> prob- you're probably right. But him, um, yeah, they both consistently kind of pick up tiers for passing. Um, and I think that's been very much Vieira's approach this season. Um, and I guess depending on the way fixtures fall and stuff, post-overhaul and budget-wise, if if you're looking for a budget defender to have, one of those two could, could be good because, yes, they've conceded three here, but then they've picked up three points for um, tier two passing. So it kind of swings and roundabouts at the end of the day. Yeah, I've been looking at Gway quite a lot um, the last few weeks and I've just never gone there no. um i've always found a different move that i've ended up wanting to do so yeah. i think come over was... he'll probably be in there because of his price agreed i think it was paul mcnaughty over on the the three for one i'm sure he brought in guay uh back when he got a clean sheet and a goal um in the first that the first game that he owned him and you know if, yeah there's, there's a reason why paul's doing so well it's those kind of moves that he, he's he's getting on the right side of um and obviously for west ham both me and you are on West Ham assets, but they've got the single now on uh, Wednesday the twelfth, see against Norwich. So if you're not already on a West Ham, either in Bowen or Antonio, you're probably going to want to be on one of them because I think there's going to be goals in that game. And yeah, looking at Antonio, he's only twenty percent owned in the top one k, um, whereas I think Bowen, yeah, he's already up to fifty percent. But even then, that's that's 500 teams in the top 1K that don't own Bowen and 800 that don't own Antonio. So people are probably going to have to make transfers. And the risk there is the fact that you might move for the West Ham asset there, but they might not be one of the teams that then doubles in the following week. They might have a single. So you're then losing out on fixtures that way. And it's a risk, but one that I'm glad and yourself probably glad to be on the right side of this time. Yeah, um, I mean, it is tempting to double up on West Ham, but I think I've got um, 
a Bowen in one team and Antonio in the other, and I think that should be enough. You yeah. definitely need definitely need one, one I'd say, because yeah. I, I envisage West Ham winning that game. Yeah, agreed. And enough. you could get could get hurt, but you'd think Bowen and Antonio should feed each other. So hopefully, if you're on one, you should get some points. Yeah, fingers crossed. But yeah, it's just it's just worth noting. I was almost glad that the Saints Brentford game wasn't that single because it would have meant another move. And we'll come on to a move that we've both made to cover that Tuesday the 11th, which uh, <laughs> is riled us both up. And um, if I move on to the second now, see that fixture features this day, but we'll cover the first game. Brentford 2, Aston Villa 1. Yeah, uh, not on any any players from this game, um, but Norgard, obviously a cheap option that people own. He got tackled here quite comfortably. Tiered, well, he got tiered 2. Um, which is obviously decent. Um, but Tony owners will be obviously very disappointed. And the return of Danny Ings. Yes. Um, goal shots here. Now yeah. could be the time to go for him. Obviously, it would be a very strong differential. He, when on form, can, can, can score quite consistently. Yep, and I believe Villa could be one of those teams that double. Um, obviously in the upcoming fixture announcements and there was no Ollie Watkins um, in the squad this time round so obviously Danny Ng stepped, stepped up unfortunate you know, to be on the losing side but yeah like you said picked up a, a tidy return and I very much doubt people kind of gambled on him this time round but he's always going to be one of those strikers that if he's fit he will perform but what Steven Gerrard needs is for him to be fit consistently and this is something we spoke about you know back when he played for Saints that He'd go on a really good run of 10, 12 games and then he'd miss six and it became a bit frustrating. But yeah, he's a very good player on his day. Definitely. Um, and then on the other side, obviously Brentford-wise, Norgard continues to pick up at least one Tier 2 every time. This time it was obviously Tier 2 tackles. and Yeah, he was the closest to, um, to passing Tier with Brentford and could be a very good budget enabler. Um, come overhaul again. I think there's a few around, but yeah, Norgard seems to be the one that stands out for consistency. Yeah, I'll be considering him for overhaul. Um, just a golden cheapy. Yep. I don't want to move on to the next game because <laughs> it brings back raw emotions, James, but Everton 2, Brighton 3. Oh, God, it makes me so angry. Um, a couple of transfers I've done recently just really pissed me off, and yeah, this likewise. is one of them. Yeah. Um, the other one being Dallow for Man United. I, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> that he hasn't played a couple of games. He didn't keep a clean sheet in the game he did play. I think. But this one's even worse. Yeah. Um, full of optimism. I even slapped the armband on DCL. Yep, and likewise. <laughs> comes away of a minus one, double to minus two. It's just uh, heartbreaking and... Almost a little bit of me felt like he was going to miss the penalty before he even took it. Just had that sinking feeling. I've yep. had across fantasy games, I've had the last three penalties missed. I've missed. Yeah. I've had Salah miss one. I've had Lacazette miss one. And, and now, now DCL's yeah. missed one. I can't I can't take any more penalties. It's uh, <laughs> heartbreaking. I was fuming. I was just swearing as soon as he missed the penalty. I was fucking livid. Yeah, because yeah. like Brighton were, were so dominant and obviously then Everton get the penalty and I thought, oh, here we go. Like DCL, this is your chance. This could like turn the game. And then yeah, when he smashes it against the bar and obviously goes up and over, it's gut wrenching because yeah, it's a minus three, which is then obviously immediately a minus minus six for for us. 
and oh, it's just gutting because it's, it's a huge swing. It's yeah. a, like you go from a potential haul, a good return, coming away with like I don't know, eighteen points yep. or something like that, and to, you, mi- to minus now two. minus two. Yeah, it's it's a joke, and the, these kind of decisions, like we've mentioned about Paul McNulty earlier, if you're on the right side, brilliant. If you're on the wrong side, it fucking hurts. And oh god, it's horrible. These decisions are what is. Yeah, it's just it's one after the other at the moment, and it's really costing me in terms of Sky. And if I was to do it again, I'd probably make the same move because that I moved from a Man City, I moved from KDB to to Everton because the fixtures are there. City aren't going to double, um, so they're not going to get any more fixtures added. Everton potentially have these two, and then they could have another two in game week twenty two. Obviously, FPL game week twenty two. Um, and I thought, well, if it's going to be a potential five for two plus captaincy i've got to make the move and it's just so annoying to then make yeah. it on the one day that you can do it and then yeah you get absolutely kicked in the nuts for it yeah absolutely shafted same logic for me and yeah it's just pay- it's just painful and i do it in my better team yeah and it's just same. real kicking the nuts yeah it's frustrating but what can you do? All, all we can hope for is the fact that it pays off against Leicester, because I think if people don't have coverage for Tuesday the 11th already, the decision will probably be a Damari Gray or a DCL. I can't see... And I, I guess it, you could maybe go Leicester assets, because it all depends on the announcement, and this is why talking about this now is tricky because next week it could be a very different picture you could have Everton only have the one game in the following game week and Leicester could get the double and suddenly someone like Tielemans becomes a prime option but we've gone early because the fixture game was there and what can you do yeah it's, it's painful um, but you got to go early sometimes to get the games yeah. take the risks to yeah to get the rewards it, it just didn't work this time exactly and we'll, we'll come on to it a bit but I, th- I still think going into overhaul we're both still with reasonable transfers and we're above the average so fingers crossed um moving on to a game in which i saw a lot of people captaining one man in particular and thankfully for me he didn't go off it was leeds three burnley one yep i uh don't own rafinha anymore now that and... I'm glad I don't because I'd have been expecting quite a bit in this game. I probably would have captained him. A lot of and people did. Yeah, in a 3-1 victory, you'd expect at least at least a tear or an assist or something, but nothing at all. Uh, Dallas was the man sort of hogging the returns. Got a goal, shot tier and tackle tier. That's it's the Dallas the of old. Dreams. Yeah, it's the Dallas yeah, of last season. Yeah, the Dreams. Absolutely. I think, I think, is he a mid yes. now in this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which is annoying because obviously last season he was a defender. And yeah, I thought so, yeah. These kind of returns were quite common for Dallas. But yeah, recently, um, I don't... Just having a quick look back, I don't think he's... Yeah, he's not got a double point return at all this season until now. Obviously, suddenly you get 16-pointer. But j- just quickly back on Rafinha, we, we were lucky he didn't go off, mate, because he's still owned by 43.5% of the top 1K. So yeah, that's a big chunk. Had he gone big, that could really hurt. Yep. Thankfully, thankfully he didn't. Um, Corne obviously scoring again. Um, Looks a very good pick, but obviously goes off to AFCON. So one to, I guess, consider overhaul maybe. Um, Could be a decent option. Yep. And then the final game. um, And a game in which 
again, both of us have moved off of one key man. That key man returns. Um, it was Chelsea 2, Liverpool 2. Yeah. Uh, Mo Salah obviously scoring. Thankfully, didn't do too much. He did get shots here as well. Yeah, it's 10 points. Um, a lot of people captained yeah. him for 20 points and it, it's frustrating. Again, another one of those things because I moved off of Salah a few game weeks ago now when obviously the, the fixtures were kind of there to to jump off of after their postponement. Um, and then I moved obviously on and then I've moved on to DCL. So that's two transfers in really holding Salah through the postponement and just covering this game week with that would, would have covered it. Thankfully, 50% of the people that did own him don't. So it didn't hurt as much as it could have. But even this 20-pointer, it makes a big difference when you compare that to the fact that DCL got minus two. So it's a 22-point swing. And those swings regularly are the reason that I'm about 250 points off of like the top 100 now. So <laughs> it's it all adds up. You could, I've got to laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's painful. Um, but yeah, fair play to those that had this sort of restraint to not cash in on his sort of high price and keep him for his return. But now they've got a decision to make because obviously Mane and Salah are both off to AFCON. And um, with fixtures coming up, at least we know, or likely, that those 50% that do own him will probably have to use a transfer now to move off of him. So yes, the gains are there, but it's... 50%, 500 teams using another transfer. And that, that's the way we've got to look at it. Yeah, yeah, maybe we will now sort of benefit a bit, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yep. And then um, obviously on the other side, Chelsea um, defensively, Thiago Silva continues to be Keeps so, doing it. so greedy at the back, you know, with his, with his passes. <laughs> Tier 2 passing again. Um, I think... He's signed a contract extension. I was just going to say that. Yeah, new new contract. Yeah. So. Did you see Tuchel's comments about him? Uh, I didn't. Said he's the Benjamin Button of the Premier League. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to keep playing him, yeah, man. <laughs> 100%, yeah. And I mean, other than his injury, um, pretty sure, yeah, was it, was it an injury, I think, for the last game? Um, he's He's been so consistent and regularly featuring in that back line. So... For me, Thiago Silva is again another one of those when Chelsea come back from the Club World Cup could be a really good option to move on to because I think in terms of his price, 8.6 million is nothing for the consistency of, you know, if they keep a clean sheet, he's, he's getting 10 points no matter what. And if they don't, even when they're conceding two goals, he's still picking up a four-pointer. So, yeah, I think he's the one asset I believe that has been monstrous in this so far that has gone so under the radar. Like no one seems to be on him. He's only owned by 0.6 of the top 1k. Why? I have no idea. Because if you look at his returns from throughout the season, it's been so consistent. And yet we're all fixated on Rudiger, Reese James, Alonso. I think it's because we've we're already on Rudiger that no one's making that move. They see it as a sideways move, and it's just He's still got low ownership. Yeah, it's mad. So uh, he, when Chelsea come back, they're obviously going to have games to make up after the Club World Cup. The defensive double-up could be there, but I think that double-up would probably, or should be, Rudiger and Thiago Silva. Yeah, great shot. Um, that covers off 
the Sunday fixtures. And we've got one more, which uh, pissed me off again, to be honest, in Sky. <laughs> Man United nil, Wolves won. Yeah, Ronaldo captain of both teams. I'm sure it's the case for a lot of people. So I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. But we were hoping to obviously make some gains on the sort of 13% that didn't own him. Yep. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Um, De Gea obviously had a decent return yeah. considering they didn't even keep the clean sheet. Yeah, he got himself five points. Yeah, which is not to be stiffed at. But yeah, Wolves... I'm just regretting uh, moving De Gea, well, Saar to De Gea because obviously Saar's um, got a clean sheet here and he's just been a great keeper all season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I may have still, the move may have still paid off, obviously, because I've had a couple of United games in the time that Wolves have only played this one. But exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just um, Saar or Ramsdale is probably going to be my keeper. Yeah, at overhaul. Yeah, they're both very well priced, and I think Wolves defensively have been heavily under the radar. Like someone like Max Kilman is so cheap, but none of us are really on him, and he's very consistent. He's six point two million. He's already got ninety three points this season, and he's only owned by three percent of the top one k players like that. He's he's consistently seven 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 six ten seven. Very good player. Was it six six clean sheets in the last eight for Wolves? Yeah, six in the last eight, and um, yeah, perhaps I could move Dallow onto him because Dallow is a stupid transfer. It's just I've wasted a lot of transfers recently. I've seen the people using a lot of transfers. Yeah. I had a lot of transfers, and I thought they. Were, I guess it's just yeah, the moves could pay off, but yeah, yeah. I guess rotation. You've got to think in Sky. It's a big thing. Yeah, you don't get subs in this game. You're kind of very much screwed over if they the manager doesn't pick your player <laughs> yeah pretty much and like you said there about the transfers it's i think we all set targets of where we'd like to be at overhaul and those targets have kind of come down and then come down again because of covid at the end of the day and i honestly think if, if you're anywhere between say 15 and 20 transfers by overhaul i think you're doing okay because we're beyond halfway i think there's only sure i read there's only 15 14 or 15 game weeks post overhaul um so if you're using to transfer a game week that's 15 add a couple in there and there will be some weeks where there's no gains to be made so you won't make a move so yeah i think anywhere between 15 and 20 you're doing all right um if you're more than 20 fair fucking play like if you've got that by overhaul you're in a great position depending on your rank and if you're on less than that i still think there are ways to set your teams up post overhaul to still capitalize and it'll be about looking at those fixtures and maybe spreading your assets a little bit further to cover possible captaincies but like we said at the start we'll, we'll probably do an overhaul special um it's just one of those things to consider but yeah i wouldn't get too caught up on the fact of uh using transfers great points and then obviously we've got the uh the three fixtures to come so on tuesday the 11th james i presume we will both be on dcl captaincy Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we just got to... can't go much worse. No, exactly. <laughs> Any anybody that's still on a Southampton asset, yeah, that could be a good option. You know, I think there's still a few on Prowsey, for instance, could be could be quite good. Leicester could be key, depending on the announcements of the doubles. And if we've got them before Tuesday the eleventh, you never know with the Premier League. I think they're probably waiting for the FA Cup games to go maybe 
see see how they kind of fall into place. And obviously with Liverpool's COVID situation, things are still developing. But people could quite quickly jump onto the likes of Tielemans, um, if Leicester suddenly have a load of doubles. Um and on the twelfth, yeah, West Ham, like we've said. Like if you've got coverage, great. If you haven't, I really think you should strongly consider getting it because the last thing you need is say Antonio, couple of goals and assist, man of the match, you're looking at a twenty pointer, double that to forty, that's a that's a massive jump if you don't have him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right then. Um, should we quickly look to see? I mean, I don't really want to, but should we quickly talk about how well we're doing or how yeah poorly we're doing um, at this stage <laughs> of the game week? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll go first. Uh, so team one has actually been doing pretty well recently. It's it was the team when before we started the last podcast. I think it was like one point three k. Yeah, yeah. It's now six hundred and fifty fourth. Um, which I'm very happy with. It got 57 points this week. City back three of Cancelo, Diaz and Laporte, four, five and five points. Um, Bowen and Gray on four. Antonio getting me 18 points. That's um, what sort of boosted this team. Um, very happy with that transfer in. Um, I've got 18 transfers left in this team. Yeah, so it's, right. it's an okay, an okay chunk. So... Maybe I'll throw, keep on doing some wild punts in that team and see how far it can go. Um, and in my other team, um, it was 120th and now it's 199th. But I think before the last podcast, it may have been about 400th yeah. or 500th. It was, lo- it was lower down. But yeah, now I'm 199th. Um, that team also has 18 transfers. Uh, just 36 points this week which uh, is not good and that's down to a minus two from Calvert-Lewin a zero for Dallow a zero for Gallagher one for Rudiger two for Jota it's not it's not good stuff Um, but it does highlight how poorly most people have done this week then if you've only had a 79 place drop this game week from 120th to 199th and I mean given yeah you've just mentioned you've had a few blanks you've kind of minus captaincy yeah you haven't really been hit as hard as what you'd maybe expect only getting that amount of points yeah yeah i thought i was gonna fall down quite quite a few places um but i'm still in fairly a fairly good position to hopefully bounce back hopefully it'd be dcl um romping away but yeah we'll we'll see (laughs) fingers crossed um yeah, I'll come on to my shitstorm of the team then. Uh, <laughs> so, team one. Um, I'm pretty sure I was around this rank before, you know, we stopped podding. 1,500th still. Um, got 42 points that uh, so far this week. 21 transfers left in that team. Um, I was at, I think, 24 transfers a couple of weeks ago. Took a few punts in terms of the likes of DCL, which just really haven't paid off, which is frustrating because... I was trying to hold on to transfers as much as I could to really attack after overhaul. I still think 21 transfers should leave me in a good place. Very likely to probably have to use at least one more, depending on um, fixture announcements. But yeah, I'm hoping 19-20 should leave me in a good position because I'm going to have to make up some real ground after overhaul. Um, And then in Team (laughs) 2, I've been having a bit of fun with this because this Team 2 was doing dreadfully. Um, It was way behind my Team 1. It's now overtaken it at 
I think just outside the top 1k. Um, but it's only got 15 transfers left because of that. Ooh. Yeah, so I've tried to make up some ground, taken a few punts, you know, like I've brought in Son, for instance, um, which, you know, has paid off. But yeah, 15 transfers. So I think I'm covered in terms of the upcoming singles. I've got Watford in there, for instance. I've got West Ham. So I don't really want to make any more moves. I think 15 transfers is the minimum I want to have in that team to at least give it a good shot of a, a reasonable finish. But yeah, team one is the one that I'm going to try and push forward. Who's your Watford? Is it is it Dennis? No, nah, of course it's not. It's Josh King. <laughs> Josh King. <laughs> yeah, I brought in Josh King before the AFCON news, um, which is a little bit annoying because I'd, I'd have gone for Dennis, but you never know. It, it might It might pay off. I remember you telling me he was going to go to Afcon as well, and I was like, "Nah, nah, he yeah. won't go." Nah, he won't Obviously go. Obviously, only only joking, but now he actually is, yeah. isn't going. Fucking joke, honestly. Oh, I think it's pissed a lot of us off, but <laughs> what, what can you do, eh? What can you do? But yeah, hopefully those two teams can make moves because Team One, for instance, I've got both Antonio and Bowen. Um, so yeah, I, that should benefit you. So I'm really hoping they both go absolutely mental. Um, against Norwich because I don't think there'll be a lot of people on the double up and I've had the double up of those two for quite a while so finally fingers crossed it might pay off yeah should do I need it to <laughs> alright then well um, we're not sure about podding next week it all depends on obviously fixture announcements and if there's any fixtures added in but we'll get back to you on that one and if not we'll definitely come back to you following uh the double game week announcement and what will be probably a massive game week 23 would be the expectation i think for the sky game week title um until then i think that's probably it now james so it is a goodbye from me and goodbye from me cheers guys cheers